box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday at 6.30, and today it's about salmon, all kinds of salmon, all kinds of salmon, different ways to make salmon, different things to rub into salmon. There's a place called Durham's Tracklements, which is in Carytown, and have you missed it by any chance? Because it's actually around the back, there's just a... A brick wall around the back of Carytown, and just one little door, and there it is. You you start smelling wonderful things, and it's salmon, salmon, salmon. We're gonna hear from Mr. Track, sorry, Mr. Durham himself in just a moment here. But first, let's get in the fish mood here. There's a group of people just getting seated for dinner. If you'd like to take a moment to say howdy to them, and they're already very happy with their meal.
Well, I'm very happy for them. That's a very happy group of people eating fish and other foods. Yes, that's the Divine Comedy and the Seafood Song. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and today's show is all about salmon. There's a place on East Kingsley Street in Kerrytown called Durham's Tracklements. As they describe it in their pamphlet, an archaic Scottish name, contemporary flavors, fishful thinking, you bet. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I talked to T.R. Durham, whose business it is, and it is our business to talk to him about different ways you can make salmon, different ways to prepare salmon, and it gets very interesting very fast. Let's hear a bit of that conversation we had. We do two basic styles of smoking. One is coal smoking, which some people would refer to as lox, or it's a Scottish or Irish, Norwegian style, or European style. Um, and we do another style that is called hot smoking, and it just means that the final stage of the smoking process is it done at a cooking temperature. So we get a flaky, chunky kind of uh, texture. For the coal smoked salmon, we, we actually use an Atlantic salmon exclusively, and right now we get it from the Faroe Islands, yeah. which is well north of the Shetlands, up near in the Arctic Circle in the North Atlantic. We've been getting salmon from this company and these farms for um, four or five years now and it produces just a superior product and even though the pharaohs are quite a ways away uh, we get our salmon here shipped from the farm within three to five days uh, the hot smoked salmon we make with Atlantic salmon as well and this comes from the Canadian Bay of Fundy and it has a different uh, oil content and it produces a slightly nicer hot smoke product than say the Scottish does but it doesn't produce quite as good a coal smoke product so that's the main thing our focus is on what's the best uh, you know salmon to make the very best version of the products we're interested in making our smoked salmon particularly our coal smoked salmon but also our hot smoked salmon is done very well in uh, national blind tastings and in media coverage and things like that so what are some of the uh, flavorings you add as well some of the uh, the rubs which come rubs uh, we do some our, our curing process is really quite different from any commercial process in that we we use a hand rub dry rub cure of salt or salt and brown sugar and we do some that are um, not seasoned at all but we also do a few that are seasoned but like the smoking that we do which is very light uh, our seasonings are meant more to accompany the salmon or to highlight some of the virtues of our salmon uh, rather than to obscure or obliterate the salmon taste itself uh, two that are most popular say one is based on the Scandinavian traditional gravlax which is cured primarily with a lot of chopped fresh dill that infuses a dill flavor in the salmon but we use a few other seasonings like uh, juniper and coriander seed and a little bit of allspice but the effect of juniper and coriander seed in particular is to kind of heighten the salmon flavor it adds a little bit of a kind of a lemony citrusy uh, tang to it the other one that we do that's like that is an, sort of an Asian inflected uh, gravlax. That's cured with ginger, coriander seed, uh, lemongrass, and peppercorns, and then it's dusted with a white peppercorn. And again, the effect is more aromatic. It's not a uh, you know sort of big in your mouth kind of seasoning effect. Uh, it it is quite different from the gravlax, 
but again, it complements the salmon more than obscuring it. some other fish in addition to the salmon we do rainbow trout which is very popular a north atlantic mackerel that is a wonderful fish to work with and is terrific uh, we're one fish that uh, when i started here was not as uh, popular except among uh, say uh, expats from the uk was thin and hattie which is a brine cured coal smoked haddock which is versatile in a number of uh, dishes, cooking applications. It's very good at this time of year in seafood chowders or stews. Um, it's also used in brand dods and other dishes where ordinarily you would use salt cod, but the, the fin and hattie is much easier to use. The jerky, that's something that we started doing after about, well, this is the first time since moving to Ann Arbor that we've done it, and now we can't make enough of it. It's uh, basically we use the salmon uh, tail trim and the belly trim and we, it's marinated in an Asian uh, marinade sauce that we make up with, made up with um, some uh, Thai sweet chili sauce, a little shiracha hot sauce and a lot of freshly grated uh, ginger and like I say we just uh, can barely get it out of the smoker in time to sell it all so that's been very good. We are doing some meats. We do a uh, dry-cured smoked duck breast that's been very popular. Um, we do a, a lamb cut that is also dry-cured and coal-smoked. And then both of these are coal-smoked and then they're cooked until they're just rare, ready to cook. They're sort of whole cuts rather than cold cuts, but uh, very lightly seasoned. But those have been very successful. And we do pork tenderloin and some beef products, beef uh, tenderloin and beef jerky. And uh, we're also doing a duck jerky now that is very popular. I want everybody to get up off your seat and get your arms together and your hands together and give me some of that old soul. You didn't have to love me like you did, but you did, but you did.
Thank you for tuning into WCBN FM Ann Arbor. It's a salmon party, as a matter of fact, with music provided by Sam and Dave. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not. We've been listening to a conversation with Mr. Durham, Mr. T.R. Durham from Durham's Tracklements in Perrytown, talking about the different kinds of salmon and other kinds of food that they cure and rub and do all kinds of things with. Let's get away from Sam and Dave and back to the conversation, shall we? What do you think? Here we go. I was also wondering where Durham's Tracklements originated and, and when and how it came to Ann Arbor. Well, it started this up as uh, sort of, uh, you know, a backyard and basement kind of hobby in Amherst, Massachusetts. Then when uh, decided to go commercial and get, uh, you know, a, a smoker and an operation that would be uh, uh, licensed by the state. It was, I thought, thought it would be sort of a holiday seasonal thing, but it rapidly became apparent that uh, really to, um, to get, you know, build up your own clientele and to get some media attention, which was essential to that, uh, that we had to be open pretty much year-round. And, and we also had to uh, get into some known retailers. So for the first three years, we supplied Dean and DeLuca and Balducci's and Grace's Market in New York and the Whole Foods stores on the East Coast and uh, some other specialty food markets in Connecticut. And as a result of that, we were able to get some very nice media attention in the Times and some local papers. And then, uh, really, at the at the peak of as our business was peaking there, my wife got a job at the University of Michigan. So, somewhat counterintuitively, we decided to bring the business a thousand miles farther away from the ocean, and set up here. And and eventually had to get into retail, which was the farthest thing from my mind. But uh, as it's turned out, it's. Uh, just been a great place to do that and a lot of fun and and we've been able to develop a lot of new products that are very much unique to our smokery that no one else does as far as I know anywhere but certainly not in the US uh, one of the things that's been helpful is the again the feedback and the very uh, enthusiastic uh, support from a lot of the people here in Ann Arbor and in the surrounding towns so it's turned out to be an extremely good place to locate this kind of business Hold on, I'm coming upstream. I'm going to make it. I'm going to spawn. I'm going to make it upstream. It'll be great. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam and Dave. And Salmon. We're talking to Mr. Durham of Durham's Tracklements at Carytown. And, well, I've got pecan wood smoked salmon. Thai smoked salmon, sea salt cured smoked salmon, North Country gravlax cured salmon, kippered salmon, miso salmon, and other kinds of salmon and other kinds of food as well. A small business in town doing very creative things with food. 
and Sam and Dave being very creative as well. Thank you for providing the music, fellas. But there's also some news regarding Durham's tracklements in Carytown. I understand you're ex- you're expanding your hours in the uh, retail space. Uh, we are. We're planning to be open on uh, Sundays. Up till now, we've been open Wednesdays and Fridays, and then Saturdays is sort of our big day. Our hours are few, um, and our days being open are not convenient for most people. But then we're not really a convenience store. But we uh, have started playing doing some sandwiches on Saturdays and last year we were doing pizzas on Saturdays there's some interest among us all in doing something on Sundays we're going to have the bagel and lox sandwich Uh, we'll probably be doing tacos with the braised meats and with some other fish tacos different from say the Baja taco and whatever we'll be doing some more Asian inflected uh, flavored tacos Um, we do have some people who've worked here for five or six years Margarito in particular who I hope will be making tamales based on his mother's uh, prize-winning recipe in Mexico City. And uh, and then we'll be doing some some more of the braised meats and maybe accompaniments, pickles and braised vegetables as things to, uh, particularly during the colder months, uh, for people to pick up on Saturday or Sunday for sort of an easy, you know, Sunday supper dinner or whatever. Um, You know, once again, it's just another, another day where we end up having a great deal of fun with the people who come come in the shop so yeah and what day does the sunday start the sunday will start sunday the february 7th we're going to start uh right now we're thinking we'll be open 10 to 3 at least for sandwiches and i uh, hope the tacos and and of course for the braised takeout we may be open later on sunday um, and we're exploring later on fridays but i think it would be later on on sundays we might start doing uh, our pizzas again um, either as baked in the shop, ready to eat or take home, or as pizza kits that people just take home and pop in the oven and bake for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and they're done. So um, we'll see if we you know, go extended hours on Sunday. But uh, starting out, it's going to be, I think, 10 to 3. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, Pandora's Lunchbox. Thanks for tuning in. Talked to uh, Mr. Durham there of Durham's Tracklements. The Smokery at Carytown is open Wednesday and Friday, 10 to 3, Saturday, 8 to 3, and by appointment, and opening on Sunday starting next month. And Durham's Tracklements, they are at tracklements.com, if you haven't seen the word before. T- it's track. T-R-A-C-K-L-E-Mens, M-E-N-T-S, dot com. Did that help any at all? Speaking of words and how they're spelled and how they're pronounced, I had a very important question, incidentally, about salmon, which was this, why is it pronounced that way when there's an L in it? Thank you, Marvin, for that question. Uh, The word salmon comes from the Latin salmo, which means to leap, and I found this out from a blog called Word Mall by Michael Sheehan of Cedar, Michigan, and it's an interesting coincidence that cedar is uh, one of those places because cedar is perhaps something you could use to smoke things. Cedar? Cedar wood, maybe? But uh, nonetheless, the English spelling originally did not have an L, so there was no such letter to pronounce. The fish was spelled S-A-M-O-U-N. How it lost the L from the Latin, I don't know. In the 18th century, our friends, the hypercorrectionists, decided that these and other words should show their Latin origins. Salmo was Latin for the fish, so doesn't it make perfect sense to graft an L onto the English word? Not really. 
The spelling was forcibly changed, but the original pronunciation lived on. Thank you to Michael Sheehan of Cedar, Michigan, for why at least 75% of why salmon is pronounced with a silent L. Or it wouldn't be pronounced with a silent L because you're not pronouncing it. Yes, now Durham's tracklements got me curious about the legend of salmon. There are many, many legends about salmon. And many of them center around England, Ireland, Wales, and places like that. A very ancient salmon features in the Welsh tale, which I will attempt to pronounce, Cúwak and Olwen. It's an early Arthurian legend. Cúwak is given a series of near-impossible tasks by his prospective father-in-law before he can win the hand of his beloved Olwen. One of the tasks is to find and release Mabon, a divine child who has been imprisoned. After asking a series of wise old beasts, none of whom know the child's whereabouts, Colwick and Arthur's men are directed to the oldest and wisest of the animals, the salmon of Lin Lu. And I'm saying it as I'm reading it, L-L-Y-N-L-L-Y-W. To any Welsh people, I apologize. The salmon not only tells them where Maybon is, but kindly gives them all a ride on its back to the prison where they succeed in their mission. Now, meanwhile, the great Irish hero Cucullin was famed for springing upon his enemies with a mighty salmon leap into battle. And Loki, the trickster god in Norse mythology, tricked the blind god Hod into killing Baldur. I think we have all know this story from, from elementary school. Baldur, of course, was the most beloved of all the gods. To escape the wrath of the other gods, Loki transformed himself into a lithe salmon and leapt into a pool. However, Thor was quick enough to catch Loki, the taper towards the back of the fish's body was said to be the result of Thor's grip. These are all pretty much self-evident. But last, but certainly not least, a Scottish tale recounting how the Queen of Cadzow gave her lover the ring that had been given to her by her husband-to-be. While out hunting, the king spied the ring on the man's finger. He stealthily, we got a lot of stealth going on, he stealthily removed it while the man was asleep, threw it into the river Clyde, and later demanded the ring from his wife. The king then imprisoned her, promising to release her only if she could produce the ring. In desperation, the queen asked St. Kentigern, a.k.a. St. Mungo, for help. He called upon one of his monks to catch a salmon in the river. The fish's belly was slid open, and there was the ring. Kentigern is the patron saint of Glasgow, and a salmon appears in the city's coat of arms. Wait, 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 one more, one more. The Celts associated the salmon with wisdom in Irish myth. The salmon of knowledge swam in the well of Sagace. Any Irish people who know the pronunciation, I apologize. The salmon of knowledge swam in the well and ate the magical hazelnuts that fell into the water. There was a prophecy that Finnegus would catch and eat it, thereby gaining all knowledge. However, his apprentice, his apprentice Fionn roasted the salmon and burnt his thumb while churning it. Fionn put his thumb into his mouth to cool it and so received the salmon's power. From that point on, he had only to chew his thumb to gain knowledge of the future. And people complain when you lick your fingers at dinner. Really, I'm telling you. Beautiful, beautiful stories of the salmon, and there are many more. In the meantime, there's this guy over here, and all he wants to do is fish.
fishing pole. All he wants to do is fish. All he wants to do is fish. You can call him Jaime, you can call him Stan. You can call him stupid cause it's probably what he am. Hey! All he wants to do is fish. It's true. That's the replacements from their album All for Nothing, Nothing for All. Sometimes that's all you can really do is fish. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. We're winding down here. We have reached the stream. We're about to go up the fish ladder and jump over it to face the music with Arwolf at 7. In just a moment, Arwolf is getting preparing, getting preparing for the readying. And before I go, though, I want to talk about a benefit for Haiti that's coming up. This I just found out about Pilar's who has a tamale place in Ann Arbor, is coming up with a, an event called Pilar's Outreach for Haiti. It's a benefit dinner. It's going to be in Ypsilanti on Friday, February 5th, from 6 to 9 p.m. It's going to be at the First Methodist Church in Ypsilanti with live music a silent and a silent auction. Proceeds will go to Stand With Haiti Partners in Health, which is a non-profit organization that's been working on the ground with Haiti for over 20 years. And looks like there's going to be live music by Joe Summers' Gypsy Jazz Trio. There's also going to be PLR's special Haitian tamale, which sounds very intriguing. You can buy tickets at PLR's Tamale Shop at 2261 West Liberty. You can find out more about it at this number, 929-4161. That's 734 734- 929-4161. That's Friday, February 5th. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Before we go, let's go swimming real quick, and then we'll face the music. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Hey, let's do the swimming song. Summer, I might have drowned. I held my breath and he kicked my feet and I moved my arms around. Moved my arms around. This summer, I swam in the ocean. 
swam in a swimming pool Solved my wounds, clarine my eyes I'm a self-destructive fool Self-destructive fool This summer I did the backstroke And you know that that's not all I did the breaststroke and the butterfly And the old Australian crawl Old Australian crawl This summer I swam in a public place In a reservoir to boot At the latter I was informal At the former I wore my suit I wore my swimming suit for you all but once when you weren't looking I did a cannonball I did a cannonball yeah this summer I went swimming this summer I might have drowned I held my breath and I kicked my feet and I moved my arms around I moved my arms around It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 inches long. Um, Thank you very much, Mike. That was a delightful special on salmon and salmon Dave and other things. Uh, One thing that Mike Perini does is he brings in records that make me very happy when I walk in here. And I was delighted to see he actually has an LP by Yogi Jorgensen. I have some 78s of Yogi Jorgensen's. Um, anyway, I said, oh, you've got an album by Yogi Jorgensen. And he said, yeah, I never did get around to playing Who Hid the Halibut on the Poop Deck. And I said, well, we could certainly start Face the Music with that song. So it's time to Face the Music. I'm going to uh, seriously mess with your mind over the next 59 minutes, 60 minutes or so. Uh, special Ed with that special at 8 o'clock. Here's Yogi Jorgensen. Oh, we sailed down from Alaska on our way to Puget Sound. The skipper went aloft, he said he'd take a look around. When he came down, his face looked like he'd smelled an awful smell. And then he called all hands on deck, and we all heard him yell. Who had the halibut on the poop deck? 